Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Guru Nation, it's been a while. Podcast's been slacking. I'll put this on LICR too. Latinos in Clinical Research, we have a podcast, we have a YouTube channel. Just go check it out. You know, maybe we'll put the highlights on there or vice versa. But, you know, we just got off of our brainstorm meeting for Latinos in Clinical Research. And we got a lot of interesting topics that we discussed internally. And I'm thinking this whole time, why don't we discuss some of these topics externally? And... I'm going to preface this with Ashley and Judy were not prepared at all for this podcast. <laughs> so I may or may not put them on the hot seat. Okay. You gals answer only whatever you feel like. Um, we'll switch topics if if need be. Okay. But Throw them at us. Throw them at us. Let's do it. <laughs> the more emotional we are about the things, better. the more passionate we are about things. All right. So, I mean, where do you want to start? Let, let's make it safe for you guys. Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, Judy, I guess bring up that article that you were talking about. The, that the second article. Out. The second um, article. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me pull it up, actually. Um, so What's I the know. pulse? Let's start with this while you're looking. Diversity. Well, I guess in general, it's it's about sponsors doing a little bit more. You know, they're talking about diversity and inclusion. They're actually yes. putting their money where their mouth is. They're and putting I their money this- where their mouth is. Yeah, and I thought this I mean, was a, a interesting article that somebody else in the industry sent to me. And um, a good place to start, okay. And let's I know Ashley, all her statements are no reflection of where she works. <laughs> Same with Judy and me. Um now we won't name names, but is diversity still a hot topic in our industry from what you guys are seeing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Is it and more feel- so or less so than 2020 um Um, i don't think it's as much to be quite honest i think that the movement is maybe more more but as far as the the open discussion not so much to be quite honest at least in my opinion 
Why? Um, I feel like, well, you know, it's just what's trending. I mean, you know, and it's, it's, I, I personally think that's, that's a, like not the best thing to say, but I'm just, I mean, we all know how it goes. Same thing with um, hot topic, hot topics on anything, right? So um, I do think that, you know, it was a great move, uh, what, what happened with the FDA and like getting things moving and, you know, uh, making sure that, you know, all these organizations are now like really, you know, putting the pedal to the metal on like, okay, well, now we really need to work on diversity, this or that. But I think that they're still missing the point. You know, I feel like, okay, yes, you can hire for these departments and you can hire, you know, the ideal backsetting for, you know, people that will, will hit those uh, markers within the department, but you're still ultimately taking an individual, you're still placing, you know, the I don't know if like rhetoric is the right word, but I'll just use it anyways. But like the company rhetoric to this person. And then that's, you're going back out as that person representing the company in the same format. Like that's the, that's the problem. These companies already have maybe not, not as much diversity as they should have, but they have diversity, some diversity. And you have these individuals coming out and communicating with these sites. So it's kind of like what, you know, this is not going to make as much change. You know, you need to involve the community. Like, I don't, you know, understand what's so hard to understand about that. You need to involve individuals that have that connection, other organizations, whether Latinos in clinical research, Black women in clinical research, um, you know, any other organizations that are out there, there's a lot of them popping up. There's so much opportunity. And yet, you know, they're like, well, we need to discuss this. We need to figure this out. It's like, okay, well, if you're putting money in these departments, why can't you also situate funds? to have some sort of affiliation of these departments to really, you know, create the like strong collaboration. So if there is something that that department's missing or something that that company is not seeing, you have these organizations to come in and say, like, this is what you're not getting, you know, hello, you know, et cetera. Um, It's the same approach. It's the same approach for the same problem that's been going on, I think. So on a macro scale, like, okay, there's, there's two main issues in, in research without even talking about diversity. There's it's understaffed and we need more patients, yeah. right? Just period. And subcategories of those would be, it would be nice to have diversity in those realms also. So do you think the problem is uh, rather than just a virtue signaling, do you think the problem is, they're just trying to get any patients they can and any staff they can, regardless of, of diversity or not. Well, let me speak to the patient perspective because she spoke more about the workforce, mm-hmm. but I think um, they're missing the target. Sponsored CROs are still missing the target with trying to recruit diverse patients because they're not connecting with the community at these sites with the patients that they need to connect with. So they're not providing the assistance that the sites need to do more in the community to get these patients into these studies to educate. If you don't educate the community about clinical trials, they don't know what it is. They're not going to participate. It doesn't matter how much you throw out on social media. If you're not letting them know what a research study is, what they're going to do, what it's about and stuff like that, then like anything else, they're not going to, you know, call and find out about the study and participate. Why are, why are they going to get involved in it? And that's the part we're missing is that a lot of these communities, it doesn't matter if our sites have been there for a long time. A lot of these people in the community still don't know what clinical research is or they have a fear of participating because they don't understand it or, you know, they don't like pharmaceutical companies for 
various other reasons. And we're not changing that dialogue. We're not changing that. We're not showing them the other side of it. And so we're not recruiting. Uh, you know, and a lot of these sites are having a hard time recruiting. Doesn't um, So we need a lot of support and we can only do so much with the staff that we have. So if sponsors and CROs are trying to assist sites, they need to do more um, with helping us be out there in the community. Do not give me a central recruitment campaign that says they're going to do community outreach. And the community outreach they do is they send letters to the physicians in my community but then they don't follow up with them. That doesn't help me. <laughs> get yeah. Oh, you mean they studies. send them junk mail? Yeah, they send nice. them, um, yeah, a doctor, doctor letter. And, and then they tell work? me like, oh yeah, exactly. They wow. sent 10, <laughs> 20 <laughs> letters out. So how does that help me get more patients in my study? And then another thing, oh, well, we're willing to support your site with anything in the community. Just let us know. Well, I thought you're there to help me find out what we can do and support me that way. So if I have to tell you what I need, then I don't need your help. I can do it myself. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the, these are the conversations I'm having literally with the studies and the sponsors and these recruitment campaigns. So they exist, these ca- recruitment campaigns, but they're not helpful. They're and not then, doing anything well, more than I'm not doing. And what comes from these two issues, right? I went to more operational, you went more of like site perspective. Ultimately, it's the fact that these companies are using the same processes over and over, stamping them with a different title, having different organization meetings and, you know, spearheading brainstorm meetings, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? But you're still having the same people behind all these ideas, same people, same people that are coming from corporate, right? You're going to do recruiting, get recruiting from sites that actually know how to do it, right? Like go to the source, go to the source. I mean, for instance, like, I know, I'm, I know I'm not even just speaking like for our organization, there's other organizations out there we get created because you have people that are like just set up and you're coming together to say, Hey, we're, we have the solution. We're willing to literally create a space in the internet so that you can hear us. And it's like, okay, well, here we are. Like, let's have a communication. That's why I brought it up. Like, do you think it's just virtue signaling? Like it's the trend, the trendy thing to do now is like, let's do, that's not why we started LICR, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying like, from the sponsor's perspective. Yeah. I think like, with I, some, I would some, yeah. maybe it is, but I think there are a lot that are trying to do more and maybe they're not a hundred percent sure exactly. Like there's so many ways, right? There's not just one problem. There's multiple problems and there's different ways to tackle it, but it requires a community like sponsors, CROs, vendors, us to tackle this problem, not just one person. And I think in a lot of sponsor CROs are trying to figure out, okay, which exactly, which way should I go first? You know, yeah, and I think how should the, I do this? The mm-hmm. issue also is, too, is that those that are wanting to do something, right, they don't know exactly how or what to do. And then on top of that, a lot, what, like a lot of the conversations we've had before with multiple other organizations, it's just that, you know, it's just like a lot of red tape. We need to think about mm-hmm. it. It's like there's red tape because you guys never did this before. Right. Now, with new change, you need to create new rules or new guidelines, new processes, just like you would with XYZ to funnel in more money, XY, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to speak to that because I'm not a professional in those areas and I'm not going to assume that, you know, it's that easy because I'm sure it's not. But what I'm trying to say is that if this is something you're actually wanting to do, you need to work from the inside out. You know, if you know that you, your organization is holding you back from creating these solutions and processes to solutions, well, then you need to work on your processes and then come to organizations like us and other organizations that are out there that are wanting to make an assist in the change in the solutions. 
you know, make it easier. Don't come, you know, have these conversations and say, oh, well, we really can't do that or we only want to do it this way to where it's more advertising on their end. It's not part of the solution. Advertising is not the solution, right? You need to integrate with your community. And so, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's just so much work. That's that why I wanted to do done. a podcast on this topic. <laughs> yeah. And so it's not an easy question to answer, right? Yeah. Because there's so many areas. And I mean, I think we're one of the organizations that want to make a change. So we're done talking about it. It's the same things we're talking about. We've been talking about for the past two years since we started. Now, how are we going to change it? What are we doing to make a difference within our organization, at our sites, things like that? Um, and hopefully we start to see more of a change. Yeah. Well, and it's kind we... of like that that one interview that we had, well, interview, we had a meeting with an organization and their thing was like, well, we really want to focus on high schools and college. And mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that flared me up a little bit because I said, okay, well, we, we have people that are getting certified through academies or we have individuals that, you know, co- are coming with good skill sets that are easily transferable into the industry. You know, you're putting them in a scenario where they're applying and they're not making the job because they didn't do the interview right or X, Y, Z reason. They have to wait six months before they can apply to your job. You have how many CROs, how many sponsors? Very few, right? So if one knocks them down, the high chance that a few of them, others are going to come down, you're leaving somebody in the dust for six months, Uh right? And so when you think about that, it's like, okay, you're wanting to focus on the younger generation, but you're not even creating a solution for those that are being left that are already out of school, <laughs> right? And it's just go. like, you you want to run before you can walk. Let's, again, create the processes to help those that are already looking, that mm-hmm. are already needing, you know, these positions. And then now let's talk about, you know, how we can facilitate the growth of the next generation, um, so, you know, give me an organization that's down to do that, then let's, let's go, you know, we, we have solutions here. It's just, you know, people need to move. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a lot of red tape, like you said. Yeah. A lot of red tape. <laughs> well, the red tape. Okay. So you brought up the red tape. So yes, one of the reasons why maybe we're not seeing as much action is because they don't necessarily know where to start, but at the same time, without naming names, there's some big pharmas buying some well-established site networks or SMOs. I don't even know what they are uh, and investing big money into these kind of projects, at least for the site, from the site perspective. And we're seeing CROs buying sites and we're seeing IRBs owning sites, which I don't even know how that's ethical, but that's another podcast. Um, if ethics committee is going to, is in charge of it's supposed to be independent ethics committee, but then they own equity and sites. I mean, I'm not like smartest person in the world, but you know, that's a whole nother podcast, but so they are putting money into it. It's just not with maybe companies that have grassroots approaches because these seem like established companies. It's big business with big business. I mean, we see it in other industries too. And, And again, like business perspective, I see the benefit, right? Like if you want to, remove yourself from like, you know, humanitarian and all that kind of stuff, right? Like business, like that's obviously a smart move, but really it's just kind of like, are you investing, you know, just in that aspect long-term or are you wanting to invest on all, on all fronts long-term? Because if you as an organization 
yes, business wise, it's great, you know, for metrics and overall like profitability and all that stuff. Like, of course, like that anybody can see it. it you know, like I, you know, capitalism, I'm for capitalism. So I, you know, whatever. But the thing is just that, you know, when you're talking about facilitating the industry on a whole and really creating representation for your company and solidifying kind of like a, um, and I, not an idea, but what am I trying to get across? Like a, um, a rep or however you want to put it, where you have individuals that are like, you know, yes, this is big pharma. Yes, this is big company, but they are also like walking the walk, right? They're, they're still investing and, or giving or trying to facilitate growth in other areas that they clearly have not done before. So they're open to really expanding on that front. Right. Um, it's just being a little bit more open to what's not there. And again, it comes down to the company. Like if they're just not used to those things or if they don't have guidelines towards that, well, let's create it then, right? Mm -hmm. Let's work together to together to create those, that, that, those pathways, um, you know, but yeah. Yeah. And I guess like what you mentioned, invest in some of those that already exist in these communities, make the, put the money in. They've been around for a reason for so many years in these communities, they might be small, but a little investment can go a long way instead of recreating and restarting a whole new site in these communities. Um, it's just something to think about. And sometimes going small is better because like yeah. in the example of the big pharma and the site network, that's been tasked to open sites along the Mexican border. Um, like that's a big organization. So, and I don't know the details cause they don't talk about the details, but something tells me those clinicians in those communities are not going to be given equity necessarily in whatever project they have, because this usually with big companies, there's not a lot of equity left, right? They have money maybe, but not equity. So it, it may, if, it's successful, which is a big if. It might not even have lasting impact. Um, and it's not going to impact more than that drug company that's that's doing the investing because I'm sure they have a clause that says, hey, you can just start taking sites with other sponsors after we put money into this. Again, we don't know details, um, but we can only speculate. And that's what podcasts are for. <laughs> we don't know detail. Anyone know people from the, maybe on LinkedIn. We don't, sure. want to, we don't <laughs> want to give out the name. All right. Anything else that's been, uh, what's been good as far as the industry 2022? I haven't interviewed you guys this year. Judy Galindo, I, site owner, I mean, Sun Valley. There's a, I mean, there's a ton of studies out there. I, I know our site focuses psychiatry, CNS, outpatient studies, and there's so many out there. Um, a lot in Alzheimer's research, oppression, um, and a, a lot of good sponsors that we've worked with who are very uh, generous, I would say. Um, they're pretty much whatever we need to do to recruit. They're willing to yes. support us in any way, effort. You know, pretty have much you noticed that too? You've been site owner <laughs> since as long as I have, basically. I've noticed maybe it's because I'm in the trenches again, and for like eight years I was just supervising um, with air quotes, but mm -hmm. now I'm actually doing the work, and I've noticed the sponsors are way more site friendly now than so when I used it wasn't to do this. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't like that before, and I think it's been more recent, especially depending what type of trial phase compound and i guess i would assume who's behind the you know investing in it too um that they're more open to outside of the box 
things, you know, um, yeah. or on top of the central various recruitment campaigns, they're, they're throwing out the study. They're giving you that yeah, plus sucks. letting you do your own thing or whatever you need on the side of it. So they're kind of putting money in all the areas that could possibly help you with recruitment. You know, sometimes you're just stuck with that central recruitment campaign and a small amount for funds outreach. Um, and with a specific sponsors that we're with, they're, they're kind of, they have like two different campaign, central recruitment campaigns, plus another organization that will help hire staff for the research study and pay them outside of the budget that you have. Plus, they give you funds for advertising, recruitment, plus like, you know, everything else that you need. So it's kind of been, um, it's been nice working with that sponsor. Actually. Yeah. And not, not just like the budget, but like the way they act with you now, right. it's like totally different. I've never back in the day when I was coordinating, I was never mm -hmm. asked from a CRA or the project manager, like, Hey, if there's anything I can do, right. like to help you. Now I get asked that question like every week. It's like they're going out of their way right. to ask us this, which feels yeah. nice, but it's not. Especially it's like the, the more difficult recruiting studies or the criteria, um, but they're, you know, extremely, all studies are important. I think they've been very open to like, okay, what can we do to help you? Like, let us know, even if it's something completely different that, you know, we're not used to doing, let us know and we're pretty much open to bringing it to sponsor and most likely they'll, they'll consider it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ashley Margo, AM approach, everybody reach out LinkedIn. Everyone's LinkedIn's underneath the video and the podcast as well. But what are you seeing? Um, uh, I did like that, you know, again, with, with the FDA passed, I feel like, again, there's more job openings and opportunities now. Um, I do see some change in regards to like sponsors zeros being a little bit more lenient with like experience background, being mm. a bit more open yes. about, you know, the person's uh, background and maybe being a little bit more passive as to, you know, not just assuming anything and doing a phone screening call first, which is, which is good because again, it comes down to, um, you know, for instance, you'll have job postings where the job really won't be as descriptive as to what the job really is. I came across a few of those before with some of my mm -hmm. clients. And so, yeah, I think that it's, it's good that they're being more open with that. And um, just in general, the fact that there there's more positions coming up, right. Uh, more available. So just, the hiring hasn't slowed down. No, the, the hiring has not slowed down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, seeing the, the, the direct, the direction into uh, wanting clinicians as well, being open to clinicians, which I think is also a good thing as well, because you are, providing a pathway for those in the healthcare industry. I mean, came from the healthcare industry and it's nice to, to see that they're educating clinicians on the various opportunities they have, right? It's not just in the clinical industry, it, it can span into research. And so I think that's a really great thing that they're doing um, that all organizations are, are working on right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, good improvement for sure. I like that plug, mm -hmm. the College yeah. of Clinical Research Clinicians. Great job, mm -hmm. Ashley, Margo, for that. All right. Anything else? Are you got everything off your chest? Yeah. Or you still yeah, got something? Yeah. Don't let anything. <laughs> My therapist said, don't let anything inside. Just put it all out. Let it out. <laughs> we would be here for several more hours. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch other videos. I'm sure we'll, you'll get a whole slew of. They'll have to wait. Around. They'll have to wait for other ones. All right. <laughs> so you guys are good. So diversity, it's important. 
at least from a site level, like we are seeing, I mean, Judy and I are both in very underserved locations and sponsors love both of us because of that, but it's almost like uh, they're not willing to help create this. Someone like Judy or me have to go do it first and take Mm -hmm. all the risk. And then they're willing to come out and give you studies. So maybe there's an opportunity for an intermediary I don't know, like a Latinos clinical <laughs> research to help you guys out with that too. Or the clinical research circle. And the clinical research circle with all the universe, the college of uh, clinical research clinicians and the other ones coming out soon, which we've been getting a lot of interest in. So uh, that's a good sign. So yeah. Okay. I feel better about the industry now after talking with you gals and uh, yeah, stay tuned for more. We'll see. It's the middle of 2022. The topic's still hot, but I felt like maybe it was dying down a little, but maybe not. No, I do. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll hopefully start seeing more change soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll be seeing uh, LICR in a few conferences and we'll be having a lot more content and getting that, getting that word out, you guys. So, you know, stay tuned and. Oh, LICR won't stop no matter what. If the yeah. FDA came out and said we don't want any more Latinos in research, we would still keep doing yeah. Latinos <laughs> in clinical research. All right. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Judy. LinkedIn to both underneath. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.